Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to yet another episode of the Shock Factor podcast. And today we have a very fun one for you. We have one that, you know, if you're walking around listening to this, just stop. The walks are very limited because we are joined by Hagen Smith from Arkansas. Hagen, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Just trying to get away from the snow right now. Just trying to stay inside. <laughs> is it is it snowy there already? Yeah, it's snowed two times since I've been here so far. Oh so my. off to a bad start already. Yeah, I feel like the Midwest, like the entire climate over there is just a complete coin flip. Like I feel like some days you guys will get it where it's really hot in the winter, but and by really hot I mean like, you know, fifty five, sixty degrees. Yeah. But then when you get it with the cold, it seems like y'all get it with the cold. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when it's we're supposed to get, I don't know, my girlfriend is saying something about like maybe six to eight inches someday, sometime coming soon. So hope I hope not. But. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Do, do you do any like snow day activities, some sledding, any of that stuff? Well, I, I'm not very good at driving in the snow, honestly. So I mean, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah, so I'm not good at driving in the snow. So yeah, it's it, place to place. <laughs> it's not in the dna do you do you at least have four by four in your car like you, you're oh, yeah, getting so good. okay good you're getting places safe <laughs> i feel like that's a common trait in texas vehicles you got to have yeah, that all-terrain sure. package so that's good and from the looks of it arkansas has got plenty of options for you to get your work in still you yeah. know i uh, it's not like you're at one of the schools where you know there's no indoor places the cages are outside so you're you're at least in a good spot for it unfortunately though what that does mean is there's probably no snow days leading up to the season which is something i'm sure you didn't think about going into it in the recruiting process of okay we could get a snow day here we can get a snow day there for you it's probably just hey it's snow and drive safe see you yeah. soon <laughs> for sure yeah it's always the group me text make it if you can don't feel it's not obligated or you don't have to be there but so i mean you know how those texts are like oh yeah, yeah the... <laughs> most people go yeah you get the option mandatory text yeah. of hey we sent the text just in case you know any yeah. compliance you know, there's always might some swing of those guys that actually can't make it like we i remember my freshman year gabe starks he was on he's on the team like he got to like he like got off in the ditch or something and he couldn't eat like in the one was snowing bad. <laughs> you never want to see it. You never want to yeah. see it happen, but there's always going to be like at least one. I remember at app state, we had a day where a kid got his truck stuck in the snow. And this was a moment where I was like, Oh, this is really nice to be on a team. Cause he texted the team. Like everybody showed up because he was right by the weight room. So it was close. Yeah. It was walkable, but, but yeah. these are the things going into college baseball. You aren't thinking about, but they happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but going into the off season, I, I figure this is a great place to start. Cause it's what you're doing right now. What does your off season routine look like getting ready for the season coming up? Yeah. So right now, uh, I know there's like two pitcher groups that are going. Some of the, most of the older guys, and then some of the guys here last year are on like the 
a week ahead of all the younger guys in the throwing program. So we're like shore box or pen, whatever you like. And then like uh, 80%, 90% bullpen. We just started, we're starting lives this week. So that should be pretty fun. Yeah. The first lives back are always great, especially as if you're a hitter, they suck. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's their first time seeing anything. You're yeah. typically like inside. You aren't on a baseball field. Like it's just weird. It, oh, it's yeah. so anti-hitter, but it's so good for pitchers too because it just the confidence goes right up from. Them. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> and so when you go home, is is all of your training kind of regimented? Like does the does the school give you the workouts to do and all of that, or is it any of it just like okay when I go back home? I've gone to this coach my whole life. I'm just going to do this thing. Or how's that work? Yeah. So our strength coach, he like gives us some pre-programs. Like we had this like winner's thing. He gave us like a piece of paper for everything. And then for our pitching stuff, our throwing stuff, I mean, we have some dude, I don't know why he's here. One of our assistant coaches, he's super smart. And so like we had this force plate mount. And so he like went off like the torque of our elbow on each pitches. And like, so for our bullpens, like we had like, a reason to throw this many pitches or like this many fastballs because your torque is something it's crazy that's insane but that yeah. sounds awesome where it like yeah. seems like yeah. there's no guesswork no he's gonna dumb it down too so it's good oh that's beautiful i it's one thing to have like one of those brilliant people who can comprehend it all and like understand the science of it it is another thing to have someone who can do that and then take it and explain it to a lot of people who do not have the same degrees as they do yeah for sure it makes it a lot easier yeah and so it sounds like you just kind of get the sheet of paper and it's like okay this is what i need to do this is my plan to become a winner for sure i mean it's it sounds simple but it's it's not that simple yeah but that's just a testament to how much work they've put in how much they've tried and probably how much they've tried and failed of like, okay, well, we did this, didn't work. And now the next generation gets to reap the benefits, which is great in my mind. Yeah, sure. yeah I agree. But getting up to this point and getting to Arkansas, of course, you had to get recruited. And I, I want to know what your recruiting process was like, because I mean, in high school, you were just a beast of a pitcher. Your senior year, you throw seven no hitters. Like, I, I can't imagine how how you feel after as a senior in high school, you, you give up one hit in an outing, you throw a shutout. It's like, wasn't that great today? I I had an off day at the yard, gave up a hit dad. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, going, I was actually originally committed to Oklahoma state, uh, until my sophomore year of high school, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I reopened and then I, eventually committed to Arkansas. Actually, it's kind of funny because my mom's side of my family is from South Arkansas, which, I mean, <laughs> I guess I really never, like, registered my head growing up and ended up coming here. It was kind of funny. <laughs> no, that it, – it's such a small world, and yeah. baseball will take you to all sorts of random places. But, oh, yeah. like, going into the recruiting process, was Arkansas on the radar? Was it, like, a school you wanted to go to? And – you know, you just didn't know you had the family ties or how'd that work? Yeah. So like whenever I, I think I was at a tournament at in Oklahoma state and like I threw pretty good, had a decent outing. And then yeah, I, I can't remember how the, what the rules were back then, but like a few phone calls. And then I was like, 
let's do it i was like super excited i was like so i just committed like right i was super young i didn't i had no idea <laughs> and so and after whenever i decommitted i was like okay now i'm gonna take my time and like go to every school <laughs> like go to the schools i want to see and then take my time and not rush anything and then arkansas is just ultimately this is the coolest place i've ever been to so it's awesome yeah and i feel like arkansas is one of the places where they've invested in baseball to the point where like the baseball team gets the ludicrous amenities that you hear about like football programs getting and basketball programs getting. Is there anything in Arkansas that you're like, wow, this is like a separator. This is weird to have, but it's awesome that we have it. Um, so we have this thing called the Fowler center. It's our like, we sh so it's, it's weird. So like there's indoor tracks on like the left side and then there's a middle with all their national championship trophies. And then there's like, our full indoor infield and then we have like a bunch of cages and stuff so i guess that's pretty cool yeah i i think having an indoor baseball field would be pretty sick to have and <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like so it's just like is it just the infield portion of it i assume yeah it's know. it feels so big it's weird though because like it's hard to, it's kind of deceptive because there's a huge it's super tall so it looks way mm -hmm. bigger yeah <laughs> Now, do you guys like do any drills where you're like hitting in that open area or how does that work? Cause I feel like every time I see these places and like mm. anytime I see one of the mini infields, it's like, there's so much cool stuff that could go on in here, but it's yeah. like, it just bunts. <laughs> no. So our PFPs are actually pretty fun. I mean, fun for the most part. So we usually start off with like ground balls from like third, short, second, first, we turn both plays uh we do the you know the normal stuff after that but and then i remember last year we were just god i can't remember i don't know this year we had this thing called a thanksgiving throwdown and we always do the pitching stuff and so like we, it's like we draft a bunch of people there's four captains we draft teams we just do these random competitions and i remember it was so funny you posted about austin because he was on my team i was i had the first pick and i picked him for this football competition and we ended up losing that competition <laughs> no and i love like all the random different elements that go into college baseball especially the fall is when they really come out that's when it's mostly anarchy like you do some baseball but it's mostly just like conditioning and coach uh, trying to find a way to trick players into conditioning yeah. with these games it sounds yeah. like so uh, yeah, that's exactly what, it is. what what would you say was your favorite event in this uh throwdown uh, so there was this one event where you all had, we had, they made this contraption, like you strapped each other, like with each other and like, like a cord. And so there was like a lot of six people. You had to shuffle across the infield and they're like shooting these like mini hacks, the wiffle ball, not with tennis balls at you. And you had to try to catch them. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like the worst, like inchworm race, the six tuple person leg race, whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it. But I, I just imagine like, the amount of anarchy in a typical college bullpen was probably achieved in a matter of seconds during this, yeah. which it, it sounds like a phenomenal time. Yeah, it's fun. Now, getting into your freshman year a little bit with your time at Arkansas, you had a lot of success as a freshman. But one thing that I think really highlighted your time was you were kind of like in a bunch of different roles. You were coming in and relieving games. Then you're coming in and you're starting games in Omaha against the eventual national champions. Like 
you're you're doing all sorts of different things. What is your mentality like as a as a freshman in that situation where it's like, okay, I'm starting on the weekend in the SEC. Now I'm relieving. Now I'm starting again. What, what where's your head go? Yeah, so I I started off. I remember my first start as a freshman. Uh, we actually lost the very first game of the season, so I was like, "Oh God!" And I was I was a little I was a little <laughs> nervous, but I usually it's weird. I don't get that nervous that often, but that I was kind of nervous for that start off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was getting routine, and then kind of just getting thrown off the routine at the end at the end of the year going to the bullpen. I remember my first bullpen outing. I came in, it was in Alabama, and I gave a bomb or something, and someone stole me, and then I was just bad. It was bad. And then <laughs> and then after that, I was just kind of talking to the older guys in the bullpen and then just trying to figure out what works for them and then try to implement that into what worked for me in the bullpen. Yeah, I think, like, in the bullpen, there you put a lot more pressure on yourself, I feel like, yeah. just any pitcher in general, because the room for error, it's so much shorter. Like, as a starter – you can give up a home run in the first inning out there and then settle and have a great, you can still turn in a quality start team in a position to win. You come in from a bullpen. It's like, look, we need zeros. Um, If anything bad happens, we're going to take you out in front of everybody. It's going to be a little embarrassing, a little awkward. You aren't going to know what to do with your hands as you come (laughs) off the field. Um, But for you, like it, it was almost like a pretty seamless transition. It seemed like though, to where you had the mindset of like, okay, I know how to, you know, save myself and go long in games, but I also understand how, like, if I'm asked only to go a couple of innings, I can reach back, use a little bit more gas, you know, get after it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was fun uh, pitching the bullpen. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it helped me a lot, honestly. It's like you're so free, like you don't like you honestly the bullpen you're just like here, hit it. Like you know what I mean? And so that kind of helped me as a starter, honestly. It's like just that mindset and then a starter mindset, just kind of like blending them two together just helped me a lot. Yeah, and I, I feel like having that urgency, especially with the pitch clock now, everything's urgent, which you know, that's one thing or another. I'm just glad I never had to do it because I'd be out of breath all the time. But I, I feel like having the urgency of a relief pitcher of like, we need outs now. And then the mentality of a starter of like, and I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again is something that's really sat in with you. Mm. Now, for for pitching in Omaha, of course, I did that. Didn't go great. You did it. Went pretty well. How how was that for you as a freshman? What did that outing like going in feel like? Uh, it was it was kind of surreal, honestly. The, that was the create that was the weirdest game ever to me. Uh, <laughs> so the the pre the, my pregame warm up. So like when I started the whole year, I just always went to the dugout, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit in the bullpen this time because I've been throwing the bullpen up to that point. And so during catch play, I actually changed my slider grip to what my slider grip is now. <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's way better than normal. And so I bullpen and I just ran out there. And the one of the most annoying things about Omaha, but I mean, nothing's really annoying, is the beach balls. I think that happened a lot. <laughs> no, they're a, they're a real flow killer, I'll say. <laughs> For sure. I don't remember how many times that happened. But I just remember how, I'll just stop and just like look back or something. 
That's because it, it's like when you have the adrenaline and you're in the moment, like it feels like it goes by in the blink of an eye. The beach ball is just like, I'm going to suck it out. I'm going to, I'm going to take all the energy out. There's going to be a ground screw person who's going to run over. They're going to pop it. Some people are going to cheer. Some people are going to go, oh. and then a minute later I'll get to pitch again. You know, yeah, for sure. It was, it's fun. <laughs> but I, I feel like having that success, especially early as a freshman, is something that like you can always go back on on your career. Like if you had a rough outing, you can just be like, look, I let's let's go on YouTube, type in really good big college baseball game highlight. This game will pop up. I can watch myself do it. I know how to do it. Like the confidence is there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just. I go ahead. I was going to say, I just feel like that pitching with that confidence is something that is so dangerous in college baseball. Like people can make careers off of just being confident. I feel like, Oh yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing is, I mean, I know some of the guys like last year when I was last year, I was in the bullpen for a little, a little longer than my freshman year, but it's just like some of the younger guys. Cause we had guys banged up all the time. It felt like and then so all the younger guys like they're trying to build that confidence you could see like they'll ask some of the older guys questions like hey what do i need to do for this that and you can see is like gage wood for example like he was a little nervous in the beginning and then he started getting his confidence started pitching better it's just takes an outing honestly have one good outing you just confidence will shoot right up yeah and you can always just trick yourself right into having it like as soon as you have that one good outing that's all you got to think about i could blow seven saves but I think about that one outing where I struck out three guys. Oh, I'm the best, yes. you know, <laughs> which that's that's just the crazy game that is baseball. It, it's brutal with us. It's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now, pitching over the summer, of course, this summer you spent representing the entire nation, which not many people get to do. What was it like playing for Team USA? Uh, it was it was really really cool honestly uh, just seeing the guys what they do like on and off the field that was probably the coolest thing to me just kind of like what gets them go like especially on their off days like you see guys like going to the gym and stuff like uh, that's pretty cool like they go all <laughs> our off days and stuff and then just like watching the guys play honestly it's just, like the best of the best go out there I like and I was watching their BP is super fun too. <laughs> Oh, I imagine the batting practice is an absolute show. Now, this will be different than who the best power hitter or best home run hitter you saw was. Who was the best BP hitter? Who was like every time they took a round, it was just like, okay, this is this is it. It's hard not to say Caglione, honestly. That was, <laughs> that was unreal. Dude, I, I feel like his game is just different from everybody yeah. else's. I mean, a- anything he does, you know, it's just, it's, it's that song. Every little thing he does is magic. I feel like that's kind of how it is at this point, which yeah, I feel weird. Human. <laughs> I mean, I when I came and saw y'all in the stands, everybody looks the same size. Everybody looks yeah. like a normal height. When I came down to the field, and I'm a big guy, like I'm 6'4", yeah. I came down to interview some guys. I was like looking up at everyone. I, <laughs> I didn't love it. Didn't love it, if I'm being honest with you. 
No, I fell short there. I'm, I'm <laughs> decently tall. Yeah, no, it, the whole Team USA team, it's it's a good representation of the country. You know, we're, we're putting a good product out there. You're a good product to watch. Did you have a favorite guy to hang out with on Team USA? Um, I spent a lot of time with Tyson Neighbors. Okay. Uh, so we were, all, we were on the flight over together to North Carolina, and then we were on the flight back together, so we just talked the whole time a lot. Uh, Brandon Neely, he was really cool. Uh, honestly, a bunch of pictures, and then my roommate was uh, Ryan Stafford from Cal Poly, so I got, I got close with him. Yeah, it, it's crazy, like, the different backgrounds of guys you get to meet while playing for teams like that. Like, Cal Poly and Arkansas probably haven't mixed often. I would say, but now you get to be friends and live with a guy like that. And then then you get to spend other parts of the summer picking guys, brains like Tyson neighbors, finding out, Hey, look, dude, you're a sick relief pitcher. How do you do it? You know? So, yeah. And and then you get, so what would you say was like the biggest thing you learned playing with team USA? Cause I know they, of course there's the emphasis on like, Hey, let's play and like, let's show the world how great we are at baseball. But there's also a lot of development going on, especially the college team. Yeah. So actually I kind of like helped learn my splitter grip from there. So I can't remember the pitching coach's name, Ager, right? Mm -hmm. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he was talking to, uh, I think it was the Japan team, their pitching coach. Ooh. And he was asking them how they throw their splitters or something. And he was showing me, because I've always had just like a kind of okay changeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he was showing me, and I was kind of playing around with it. And I, I finally found one. Like, I was just finally found like the perfect way to split my fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, like for you, it seems like playing in big games and playing in big moments, it's like you unlock a new pitch each time from, you know, starting in Omaha. It's like, hey, time to rip this new slider. This is this is when we should do it. And it works. It works for you. So you got a splitter that is directly from the tutelage of Team Japan, which that's pretty exciting stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Hopefully, I can be like some of theirs. They're throwing it against us. They're they were crazy good arms there. Yeah, with them, like it was a very interesting game to watch when Japan was throwing too, because their fastballs and changeups, even in the stands, or fastballs and splitters, even in the stands, look the exact same. Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't understand how they do it. I don't understand how they control speed and my brain perception of it but (laughs) so it it sounds like you had a really great experience getting to play against these other guys from way different backgrounds too yeah it was it was really cool i know i know right before we left is like some of the guys like they're sitting like the group chat like exchanging like t-shirts with some of the uh, japanese (laughs) players it's so funny oh you gotta love the jersey Uh, swap that's for me (laughs) that's the part of baseball especially summer ball that i missed the most was like you go play in the Cape, it's like, okay, I'm about to get gear from three different SEC teams, and I'm just trading one of my bad workout shirts. Like, this this rules. Yeah, I remember Ryan was asking me to get a shirt. I don't I don't remember if I gave him one or not. I thought I did, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you always got to make sure to make good on it, you, but you got to do the fair trade. That's how you remember yeah, sure. it. I, I So one guy I traded with in – my playing days was Joey Walsh. We both played for the Katua Kettleers. 
I don't have any Katua Ketelier gear of my own, but I have like three things with his last name on them. So that that's how deep the jersey swaps are. Yeah, <laughs> now shifting, moving forward and looking towards playing for Arkansas and in the SEC, of course. What is your favorite SEC environment to play? Uh, bombs really cool. Uh, <laughs> LSU was really it was really cool, even though we got our butts kicked the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State is really cool. I, I like that a lot. Really? Yeah. It, yeah I mean, State, the dude, yeah. the dude looks like just one little step below a big league stadium in my mind. Yeah, like I've never even been there. <laughs> when I was, we we're out there uh, shagging BP, and they're just feeding us sausage, everything. It was, I had to walk away. I mean, that's honestly like a ball player's dream, just shagging batting practice, like doing something as mundane as that. Maybe getting after it for one or two fly balls, but then getting right back into the snacks. That, like, I'd, I would pay good money as an adult with no access to doing that. I would pay good money just to do that. Like, oh, instead yeah. of a night out, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. I mean, it's good food, too. Oh, I'd believe it. They're the barbecues they got out there and like they they put their time, effort and blood, sweat and tears. Not literally. That would be gross to eat, but maybe um, into that food, which you got to appreciate. And I feel like just playing in the SEC, you get so many different loud environments. It really is, you know, where people care the most about college baseball and playing at Baumwalker. I mean, just like the fans there are an entirely different level like they are dressing for games there's dudes with painted chests there's dude catching raccoons which that's completely different but that's still happening you know that's still cool i like all sorts of wildlife i go to the zoo i pay them money get a raccoon for free yeah sign me up that's awesome (laughs) but what is it like playing at a place where people care that much about your college baseball team it's special it's like i've I don't know. It's, I can't describe it. It's like you go up to a midweek, like long day class or something. There's like six or 7,000 people there on a midweek. And you're like, all right. And it's just <laughs> fun being there because midweeks can get a little draggy, but it's it's just fun when the fans are all there. And especially on the weekends, like big weekend series, it's packed. I mean, they're always there, no matter whether or anything. Yeah. And I feel like my bar for measuring like the environment around a baseball game, just in general, is like, between pitches can you hear a crowd buzzing and on tv which they try not to let this happen the professionals are trying to silence it you can still hear the buzz of bomb walker stadium coming through which is impressive because again they're trying to you know for a better viewing experience block that out i love it i want to hear it but just like the level of intensity of which they care about you guys is so cool yeah now that dude named Hog Noxious there. Have you heard of him? Oh, I, is he the guy with the glasses? Does he? Or he, he sits behind the other team's dugout. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of reviews. He gets under skin, which yeah, hey, that's that's the point, you know. Um, that's what he's going for. Which hey, do you, do you guys as players ever hear his chirps? Oh, all the time. Well, Me and my buddy. <laughs> Uh, he has this one, he has this kilt, and he said he, he kilted on it. 
See, it doesn't have to make sense. That's the beauty yeah. of college baseball. You just go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, looking forward to the 2024 season, was there a particular fellow hog that impressed you this fall that you think fans are going to be impressed with this spring? There's a lot. Um, Freshman-wise, probably Hunter Dietz or Gabe Geckel. Mm -hmm. uh for pitching wise and then hitters uh freshman uh Ryder Helfrig and then honestly who impressed me the most is probably Behiva. He was really good. All right, all right. I like that. I, I was looking into Gakel mid nineties as a freshman. That'll that'll work. Um, <laughs> guys like that are why I am so glad I played in a window before everyone started throwing super fast. Um yeah. It's insane these days. Speaking of throwing super fast, I did read in one report that you had an outing where you were sitting 97 to 100. Is that? I don't know. I didn't. I never saw the gun, but uh, I guess. Okay. What does it feel like as a pitcher to just be doing that? Like, just like having a day where it's like, okay, this is who I am as a pitcher. Like, this is normal for me. It's, it's weird, honestly, because like... I mean, last year I threw, like, hard, but not as hard as mm -hmm. I do now. Like, I threw hard one time last year. It was in Arlington. <laughs> and now it's just – it's weird because, like, in my bullpens, I'm, like – usually you know what you throw in the bullpens and, and you're, like, three, like Tuesday bullpens. And now it's like, okay, I got to tone it down a little bit. It's like I get on it a little too much. Sometimes yeah, you're – you you got too much torque, man. You're throwing it way too yeah. fast these days. But is there anything in particular you can think of that has helped you attain more velocity? Because, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. Or was it just a big culmination of things for you? It was a lot of things, honestly. It's one of the biggest things, well, two of the biggest things that I really want to do is, like, after summer ball, I was, like, 215, and I was like, okay, I want to put on good weight. So I just started taking diet seriously, taking stuff like creatine and stuff like that. So I got the 230. And and so I just, I think that helped a lot. And then just like going, like refining my mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think refining the mechanics may have played a role as well because when I was 230 pounds, I was topping 86. <laughs> so, <laughs> so putting on that good weight, that is impressive to put on 15 pounds like that just from changing up the diet and having that work ethic of going in because again that doesn't just happen so good on you for doing that yeah. and us college baseball fans i want to say thank you on behalf of all of them in advance because now we get to watch the absolute laser show coming from your arm <laughs> <laughs> now looking forward to this season last little tidbit here is there any particular series you're excited for? Any place where it's like, oh, I haven't gone to the SEC park yet. I'm excited to see it. Any any weekend you're particularly really looking forward to? Yeah, I'm excited to go to South Carolina and Kentucky. I haven't been there. So I haven't been those two. And then we won't go to Tennessee, so I'll never be able to go to Tennessee unless I come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's one you can come back as a visitor at some point and yeah. check it out. <laughs> I, I think it would be better in your best interest to, you know, not come back and check it out. You know, you got other things to do. You got other things to move on to. But no, that's awesome. South Carolina, phenomenal park. 
phenomenal that's place. That's what I've heard. It's uh, it's where a lot of my life happened very well on the baseball field for me. So I I do yeah. recommend going there and having a good time. <laughs> Just have fun with yeah. it. The fans are very mean, in a that's good way. I've also heard that too. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's where I heard probably some of the most terrible stuff about me that wasn't true. But you know, that's fun. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> now, will you guys being in the SEC and being a baseball program that's invested into by the school? Do you guys still take bus trips? You guys still got to take bus trips every now and again, right? Yeah, we take bus trips every now and then for sure. We I know we bus to Arlington every year. We bus to Little Rock for midweek. They bus to uh, we bus to Springfield, Missouri. Maybe we still okay. take here and there. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, we we haven't gone crazy in, in the college <laughs> baseball world yet. Yeah. Do you guys watch team movies on the bus? Uh, no, just moth. I mean, I'll watch a movie myself. Okay. If it's a long bus ride, I'll watch a movie myself. But okay, I I remember a large part of my career was spent just sitting on a bus with those little TVs, and we all just watch them. But if you were in a situation where you were picking out the team bus movie, you had to make all your friends sit through one movie, and know that you picked it, so all the pressure's on for it to be a good movie. What would you go with? I don't think you can go wrong with the Wolf of Wall Street. It's always a good movie. <laughs> That's a phenomenal team yeah. bus movie. I yeah. I remember each and every time we watched it on the team bus because, again, it's a great call. Every time was electric. So great yeah. answer there. And in terms of Moff, what is the Hagen Smith Moff game like? How are you at it? What's what's your strength? What's your weakness? Um, iffy. It depends. So it's always it's always different playing with the new guy. Like. It's like a, last year you had to like relearn how people play, and this year you're gonna do the same. So I don't know how many this year. Last you, year you I, was are, I was always terrible at moth, but I would always just I would always rely on the quote of saying, "Sorry, I'm bad at lying to my friends," because then it makes me seem like a great guy, you know. Yeah. So if you're ever having a bad round on the bus, ever having a bad day at the moth. You just go, look, I care about you guys, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my one little tidbit for you. <laughs> but, man, Hagen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy preseason schedule because I know how it gets. I know it's always up in the air and it's always, you know, oh, hey, we were going to go at 8 a.m., but it snowed today, so now let's go at this yeah. time. So I appreciate you finding time to fit the Shock Factor podcast in your schedule, and thank you again for joining us. Sure, thank you. The Shock Factor podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.